Hello everybody, my name is Dan, and welcome to the second episode of the Critter Podcast. As you can see, it's been a while, um, but we are back. I'm joined by my friend Calvin, and we are talking about the Xbox Series X Games event, which I think, uh, from the small conversations we've had about it, we have some conflicting opinions about the event. So, from, from what I understand, from what we've spoken about briefly about it, is that we have very, well, yeah, I think we have some very different opinions about the announcements that they've made. Maybe, yeah. Oh, well, I think we're going to have some similar. I think others are going to be... Uh, maybe some will be different, yeah. yeah. It's hard to tell at the moment because we haven't really spoken about it at all. Yeah. Um, so let's just dive straight in. The What the whole event was for is Halo Infinite. And Yeah. So as soon as... I was watching the event live, and as soon as I saw it live... I was I was not happy with how that intro cinematic looked. Uh, when they're crashing, like in, yeah. in yeah, I had the exact same thought. I I remember looking at it and just thinking, really, like I I, I thought the the animations on the characters, especially the like the pilot, because obviously Master Chief doesn't move that much. But I thought yeah. the pilot was really the animations looked cartoony. Like that's not how a human moves. I don't know if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. So yeah, I, I looked at that and thought, okay, that's a bit weird. And I thought, I'm not knocking the voice actor or anything, but I thought it was really like hammed up. You've got Master Chief who stood there like a statue, not saying anything other than like, we'll be fine and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you've got the the like, I don't want to call it overacting, but it's such an exaggerating, exaggerated yeah. reaction from the other character. I thought exactly the same. And like, the, so as soon as they transitioned out of that cutscene the gameplay looked stunning like in my opinion the gameplay looked better than that cutscene even though it was I, exactly the same engine i i agree yeah I, I think the gameplay looked better than the uh the, the in engine foot well it's all in engine but you, i know what you mean the cutscene yeah. looked way it looked way more uh, way it, it way worse like this comparing it to something like um even the last of us which came out on this gen and halo's coming out on next gen like the last of us in the skin you can tell like the wrinkles and the definition you can even see like pores that they've put in and stuff like that whereas yeah. it, it was just really smooth and like it almost like toy like a toy soldier yeah I, I know i know what you mean yeah that that uh i've seen loads of comparisons towards like um like things like the last of us and uh, you know ghost of tsushima yeah, and I don't think that's because they're PlayStation. I don't think anyone's been like, "Oh, this is what PlayStation have got." Maybe some people are, but it's more the fact that uh, those are sort of the best, like graphically, uh, best graphically looking games on this gen. And yeah. then to compare it to Halo, which is supposed to be, uh, you know, next ne gen. true next gen, it yeah. was like, "Oh my god, this this isn't exciting me at all." No, and it's even the same with um, like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which came out early in PlayStation's cycle. And that still looks better than what Halo Infinite produced. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, I saw two people arguing actually on Twitter, and someone said um, someone was basically you know criticizing the graphics of Halo Infinite. Yeah. And someone was like, "Well, I bet you can't find a uh, a game that PlayStation has coming out on the PS5 that is open world and looks as good as this." And someone was like, "Well, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's not on the PS5. It's on the PS4, and it looks better, and it's open world." Yeah. So it's like my my sort of I was just looking at it, and not just the cutscene, but uh, the gameplay. I think the gameplay looks good, but I still think there was a massive. Pro like, I don't know if you noticed this poppins, like the clouds in the background are popping in and out. Yeah. The grass is popping in and out. I do. T to their credit, the game isn't finished yet, so that's that's 
something they probably are fixing. Or hopefully, fixing, yeah. Hopefully. I, well, the one thing I did notice, though, the, the enemies had different animations. Like, when he shot him in the leg, the I think it was the Elite. He shot the Elite in the leg, or the Brute. And he, like, actually went down on that one leg. Oh, right. That's pretty cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And the, I, I remember the... Uh, what's the snipers? Like The the jackals. The, yeah, the jackals. I don't remember them looking like that. But they look... Re- they, to be fair, they look really good in Infinite. Yeah. There's certain things about it with the gameplay itself, like the way it plays. I was Because yeah. before the thing came out, I was thinking, oh, how can you bring hate to keep Halo relevant? Do you know what I mean? It's just an FPS. I was like, what yeah. more can they do? But um, not just the things like the grappling hook. I thought that looked... When I heard about that, I heard rumors about it, and I thought, "How how's that going to work? But then using it in the environment to like pick up like a, you know, a bomb or canister or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. But also, like, um, someone pointed out, like, in older games, the jackals would always have their shields up, uh, regardless of whether they yeah. saw you or not. Whereas in this one, they won't put their shields up until they've noticed you. So maybe that means, because it's an open world, you could go about... Uh, missions or, or go through areas in like completely different ways. So you could go, oh, I'm going to go stealth because they're not going to have their shields up. Yeah. And it might be easier or something like that. So I was quite impressed with the gameplay. It's just when Microsoft went around, you know, sort of bragging constantly, you know, that we yeah. have the most powerful console. And then this is what they show. I was just like, you know, there's no, you haven't really backed it up so far. No. And um, I, I do agree, it's not finished yet. But um, I've heard rumours that this build is it's an early build from like January. Okay. Um, and the rumour, I the, the the sort of way people have backed that up is because they built this demo for E3, so the demo would have been like created by March, yeah. so it would have yeah, been an early build. Um, but the, I think the thing is, someone sort of uh, said against that, like, but they knew E3 was cancelled in March, so it can't be that hard to get a new demo up of what they've currently got. Yeah, and, and I think week-on-week the... week builds, I'd imagine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think that's the problem as well. It's, it's... I know everyone's, you know, there's a lot of memes about the, the brute who looks ridiculous and um, and some of the graphics and stuff like that. But um, for me, it's not... Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine it, by launch. Uh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of games do change like this. But my problem with it is this is where you were supposed to show... You were supposed to basically, you know, Sony have had their foot on Xbox's neck for, like, 10 years. Yeah. And this was supposed to be their... You know, they yeah, and this is what they opened with, and I'm like, it's just people are going to look at this and go, this is horrific. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Not horrific, maybe that's a bit harsh, but it doesn't sell. It didn't live the... up to what people were thinking, especially because Infinite was teased so early on. Yeah, because I'm if it's if it is truly open world, I'm struggling to think how they're going to fill that world in the Halo universe. Whereas, if like Destiny, yeah. for example, you can play with people and you see people out and about, and there was rumours that Infinite was going to be like an MMO style, like Destiny. But yeah, there's no like they didn't. If if I think if they showed that and showed that if it is gonna be like Destiny, it probably isn't because they want to sort of keep to its roots of it's a single player game. You play as Master Chief. But it'd be cool to see if it was, if it is going to be, or at least be able to incorporate some form of it, its exploration yeah. into the, the world. There's, there's got to be something, like you said, because I, I haven't actually thought about that until you just said about the, the open world. is In most games, you can fill that with, you know, like, say something like God of War, right? Which is not completely open world, but um, 
it's still got that massive branching world that you can go off in, or even like yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, is because of the platforming in those games, or like the puzzles, or the way the mechanics work in those games. Like in God of War, you have the axe that freezes like gears and stuff, or in Horizon Zero Dawn, you have the bow and and things like that. It's I'm like you said, I'm struggling to think how can you fill that open world in Halo other than just Throwing enemies. enemies. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, so. Um, it, maybe they are going to add some sort of like multi. There's got to be something that's more substance to that world because yeah. the way they've like presented it is you're exploring like the the ring, yes. and um, and again with the open world, I don't I don't know how that's going to work because Halo's always worked best when it's linear because of the story progression. You know, visiting new areas or new parts of like a ring or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm I remember when they brought up the map, there was like little icons on it, and I'm assuming those are like quests or something. So I'm wondering, do you like select quests and do them in any order you want, or? Um, yeah. I'm wondering about that, but it, it's very interesting, like the decision to make it open world as well. Yeah, um, it's. I don't know how how I feel about it because, like, you said, yeah. like the, line, the linear aspect is what made it fun, in a way, because. You knew where you were progressing to, but every, you were always finding new things that they wanted you to find. Yeah, well, exactly. You could you could replay the same mission in like Halo Three or Two like a hundred times with your friends, go about it different ways. Yeah. You had the, the the skulls as well to put on modifiers. So even yeah, though they were exactly. linear, they were they were so replayable. And I'm thinking, is an open world what what Halo needs? And yeah, um, maybe. I think that's the problem with, with Halo because it's such a flagship. It, it is Xbox essentially, yeah. Um, and I think the problem is, and um, I'm sort of just guessing here, but I think Microsoft intervened too much into their first-party studios, and um, obviously, of course, they own they own three four three and all that, but and that's fine. They're allowed to have some say, but I think I remember hearing a, a, a rumor or a leak about someone at Microsoft told the people at three four three they want Halo. To be God of War for the Xbox, right? And I remember reading that and thinking that is completely insane. Halo is Halo; it doesn't. It, it's already like a powerhouse of an exclusive. You don't need to. And then when I saw the open world and the dynamic between Master Chief and this pilot, I was like, okay, I can sort of see that they've been uh, inspired by God of War, maybe. Yeah. And the other thing with Microsoft interve- intervening is the release date, um, because. Obviously, they want it to come out alongside their, their new console, which is completely understandable, but that's never really happened with Halo, except for like Halo 1, I think. So like they've always given uh, the devs, like Halo 5, Halo 4, Halo 3, Halo 2, a couple of years to get used to the hardware yeah. of the new console, and then go, right, make a game and just take your time. Whereas this one, uh, it seems like it's getting rushed, because I don't know if you saw this, but there's a patch coming after launch for ray tracing, and I'm like, well, right. why is that not coming with the game? You know, for yeah. these people who are shelling out for an Xbox Series X to play Halo on, and then they've got to wait for a patch to to experience ray tracing. Like I don't, it's I really like, don't understand that's that. Counterintuitive. If you have yeah, exactly. your next gen console not having ray tracing on your flagship game. Yeah, it's it 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 won't sell people. Do you know, when people get those copies of Halo Infinite on their Series X and they start doing gameplays or reviews, and the whole world sees it on YouTube of this game that's got no ray tracing and. Maybe it is rushed, so maybe it will look kind of bad on launch. I don't know. Maybe it will look good. I'm not sure. But my point is, is it won't wow anyone, and therefore everyone's going to be like, "Well, why should we get an Xbox Series X?" Yeah. But um, yeah. So I'm always happy for more Halo, but I just 
I also hear it had like a rocky development uh, where because people hated Halo Five, they completely yeah. scrapped their 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 first Halo Six storyline and they completely rewrote it. And that's why the enemy in Halo Infinite is from Halo Wars Two, which again is a really weird decision to take an enemy that was set up in in a side spin-off game. Like I haven't played Halo Wars Two. That's the only one I haven't played. Yeah, and it's weird to think that they that they're the, they're the main enemy, and so a yeah. lot of people won't have played Halo Wars Two, and I don't know if they're gonna re-establish the villains or it feels Maybe. like it won't have as much weight, sort of thing. Yeah, because you haven't sort of gained that like connection with the villain in the, in this game. It yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'd be great for people who played Halo to, Halo Wars Two because they'll be like, okay, we're facing these guys again, yeah. sort of thing. And they've, uh, you know, you've built up that relationship with them as a player, and yeah. you can sort of, um, you know, it's like a, a second go at the same villain. You know, you maybe I don't know how Halo Wars Two is, but maybe Halo Wars Two, Halo Wars Two ends, but maybe you know, uh, you can, you know, you 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 grow attached to villains the more you experience them through games, yeah. and it's just so weird to me that they would completely scrap the build up they've done from four and five, and go, oh, well, we're doing a Halo Wars Two villains now. Yeah, it, uh, it just seems very, it, yeah, very just, odd. It is a bit strange. I'm not really sure where they're going with it, but hopefully it does come out and it is it like it sees everyone's expectations of, of the game. That that that's my hope. Um, yeah. I really want it. I do want it to be good. Yeah, same. I'm I am thankful though that Microsoft uh, and Xbox in the Xbox team in particular are taking the stance of. Um, the Game Pass allows you to play the game without buying it. Yeah, um, yeah, that is good. And it's on PC, so they're putting every first-party game on PC. I, I yeah, that is one of my my favorite things from this showcase was that because uh, I probably won't get an Xbox Series X, um, but that's what I mean. I'm so glad that I can see these games, and every time like maybe one came up, I was interested. I don't have to be like, oh my god, I have to shell out like 500 pounds for this yeah. xbox when i can just play them on pc and again with game pass um i think personally game pass isn't for me like it's good for like trying out games i suppose if you don't want to commit the full price but um I, i've never been i'm not really a fan of like you know temporarily owning a game but i think for people who like game on a budget or are fine with that you know like playing a game a couple of times and then losing ownership of it then Game Pass is like absolutely perfect. Yeah, people who uh, complete games and just sell them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the fact that it's you can basically there's like a loophole, isn't there? Where you can just because uh, it's a pound for your first month. Uh, I read that you can just keep making new email accounts on PC yeah. anyway, and just keep using that one pound per month, um, like subscription like service. Yeah. And even if you don't do that, it's still like dirt cheap as yeah, well. It's cheap so. for, and like I was looking at, funnily enough, I was looking at it earlier, and I saw that Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to be on there in August. Yeah, and that game I know it's going to cost sixty pound to buy, and I'm not going to buy it because I know I won't play it that much. But I do want to try it and see what it's like. And the oh, game pass I... is perfair for that. I'd rather play pay like seven, however much it is, like seven ninety nine or something, for yeah. game pass to try it out. And if I do end up playing it. Like for a hundred hours, I'm only paying seven ninety nine for it. Yeah, exactly. It is um, it is good value for money, and I think that's what they're going to push going forward. Yeah, is I think they sort of know that. Um, I don't want to say that they can't win, 
against PlayStation because in a way it's an unwinnable battle because uh, PlayStation always outsell Xbox. Like it's because they have the market in Japan. Um, yeah. And I think they sort of, they, instead of focusing on, you know, we've got to make a really good console, I'm sure they're doing that. But they've sort of, uh, with Xbox One and, you know, since Game Pass launched, they've sort of gone, oh my God, there's loads of money here. They've basically just made the Netflix for games. Like that's what they've done. Yeah. And because they brought it's, it. To... It's good. I like it. It is really good. Yeah. And I'm glad they bought it to PC as well. I'm wondering if it'll ever come to other consoles. I'm sh- I doubt it would because what Sony would never let them do that. But um, well, I know they Xbox are... with the Nintendo, haven't they? Xbox. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They have quite a close partnership with Nintendo, so it would be interesting to say, you know, like, can you imagine playing Master Chief Collection on the Switch, for instance? How, like, you know, awesome. it would that would be really good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering if they'll ever take it to other platforms. I think they will. I think that's the the next step is diversifying the platforms they're on rather than because i think the xbox series x is their last console that they ever made yeah i think they are going to rely on other platforms to make their money and it's such a wise smart decision yeah 100 percent. um yeah i think this is going to be the last xbox i think they'll still make new consoles like they'll do xbox series i don't know z or something they'll do updates yeah. like a pro version or um yeah or slim and they'll keep doing that for a while and then i think they'll just sort of go because there's not a lot of money in actually making game consoles like you sell it a lot don't you because the parts are so expensive essentially um so i'm thinking they'll just they've got all these ip and they've bought so many studios and i'm thinking they could put all these studios games on game pass and then just sell them to the people on xbox and pc and just they'll make a killing off it well that's what they're doing that's their plan moving forward yeah that's why they push so hard for it but there's there's more than just Halo and Game Pass in this in this <laughs> briefing. Um, Avowed was one that they only released like a uh, one and a half minute animated trailer for it. Yeah, there's, there's not really much I saw that was interesting. It looks a bit like Skyrim. Um, See, in terms of like the magic and sword play and stuff. Yeah, well, to be honest. This was the one game that I was actually like proper. Uh, I was really excited for. Well, I wasn't excited because I didn't know about it, but this is the one that has, you know, piqued my interest and basically like my top game of the show. Really? Because yeah, yeah. Is because, that is uh, it still or because I was going to ask that at the end? But if it is your top game, I'll take that. I um, well, if we go through all of them, okay. Because I have to, maybe a refresh will help. But at the moment, this is the one that like piqued my interest, and I'm like, if this there was any game because it's obviously it's exclusive. If there was any game that I would want multi-platform, and I'm kind of salty that Xbox has it exclusive because I don't play on Xbox, it's this one. Yeah. Because... But you um, play on PC. With the yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, it's because, one, it's made by Obsidian, who have made just... They've always they've never made a bad game. You know, they've gone... They've had Fallout New Vegas. They did uh, it's one of the South Park games. I think they did The Stick of Truth. Yeah. Uh, they did... Uh, the Worlds, yeah, which I also really like. The sequel's coming as well. Yeah. And then this, and it, it kind of makes me laugh as well, because um, someone made a joke, like, Obsidian is almost just like a... a the whole company's purpose is just to, like a giant screw you to Bethesda. Because yeah. the first game they did when they sort of became like truly independent was Outer Worlds, yeah. which was like came out at the perfect time. And Fallout is at its like, lowest point. And they made, I don't want to say Fallout style, but, you know, uh, sort of sci-fi, yeah, yeah, and they just it, they basically just was like made an, a complete example out of Bethesda and was like, "You guys suck. 
we're going to make your game for you and people are going to love us for it. And then the next game they're doing is an Elder Scrolls, I don't want to say rip-off, but do you know what I mean? It, yeah. They're very similar and it's almost like the new Elder Scrolls will probably be, I don't want to say it'll be terrible, but Bethesda is, you know, losing trust quite quickly because yeah. they just keep keep messing up. And then this game is basically going, don't worry guys, if the next Elder Scrolls is terrible, we, we got you. And the reason I like it is because one, it's it's something I'm foreign to. Like I don't know. I don't, apparently, it's set in the Pillars of Eternity world. Like that, that was a rumor I saw, okay. um, which I don't know. But it's it's a whole new IP and a whole new world to explore. Uh, yeah. So whereas like Elder Scrolls, sort of, you know, you get a bit sick of it because they don't really introduce anything majorly new. You know, with the next Elder Scrolls, you can sort of expect the world what the world's going to be like, uh, what the magic and weapons are going to be. Yeah. Whereas with this, this is completely new. So this completely piqued my interest. Um, the only thing I will say that really bothered me about this trailer, and it was kind of a running theme after Halo in the presentation, was there was so little uh, technical information. I don't know what the word is. Like, yeah. no release dates, no yeah. no anything. Like, is this coming out on launch? Is, when's this coming out? Is this, you know, I, 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 wasn't, I didn't even realise this was an exclusive until I looked it up. Because they just they never really made it like obvious what what was what like um yeah I was very confused uh, throughout a lot of the show about when things were coming out and and uh, just little n- details like that like I didn't know if it was PC or just Xbox or uh, obviously I know now but that was just a, a thing that really bothered me about the whole presentation yeah that was that was annoying to me too um I sort of caught on after like the fifth game when they were like yeah these are all on xbox and it's like okay that's that's fine i'm happy that they're on xbox and they're all on pc too i'm i'm happy with that yeah i am i am glad they're all like that is such a big win um for microsoft i see people say it's not but they're sort of playing it 100 is because it makes it firstly it rebuilds their public trust you know like people are i really like i think loads of people lost faith in them Oh yeah, hundred. The whole Xbox One thing and this sort of stuff, like saying exclusives PC guys, you wanted Halo for years. Here you go, have all the Halo games you ever wanted, and guess what? They're also on Steam, which you guys like. And it's yeah. things like that, like putting and all these. I think I set, saw all these games are going to be on Steam. They won't be on any oh, like. Yeah, they're, they're all on Steam. Um, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. Same with what EA are doing. They're moving their um, EA uh, access to Steam as well. Oh, thank God. Which is 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 great but yeah avowed i'm i'm i'll pl- i'll play it if it's on the game pass um but it's not one that i i didn't know about it until i saw the trailer um yeah so it's one that i'm like i saw it i was like i'm not really too big of a fan of those games but i will definitely try it out the yeah the, the one that interested me like the initially uh was pretty early on is the new forza just because of the way it looked yeah it was See, uh, I, I, it was visually stunning, just like say the least. Do you know what I mean? It just look, looked incredible. And uh, I'm reading at the moment, actually. It's uh, it'll have ray tracing and run up 4K and 60 FPS, which is just. Yeah. I know it's just cars on a track, but if there's any game to show off like the power of your console, it's always the racing games. It's like yeah, you know, of um, course. PlayStation had uh, was it Drive Club or something yeah, like? Yeah. I, mean, I don't I can't remember what it was. It was the one with the rain. And it was a it was a racing game for PS4, and it just looked graphically insane. Yeah. And um, Forza is just it's always I don't want to say flawless, but you know you're getting a, if you like cars and you like racing, they, you it's a just good game. Yeah, it's just perfect. They never really include any like annoying things like 
I don't know if they have microtransactions now, but you know, it's they never. Don't I think they just have DLC? That's fair. Like car packs and stuff yeah. like that. I'm assuming. Yeah. So like that's what I mean. You always get just like a really nice, polished, well-made game. Yeah. Um, and it looks like I guess it's kind of a reboot, but then, I mean, with Forza, there's not a story, so it's not. No. It just they've just lost the number essentially. Yeah. Which I I'm happy with. I'm happy with. I I've been getting more into racing games recently. And Forza is one that I'm very excited for. I can't wait for it to come out. Well, I, I yeah, that's the thing as well, actually. Um, uh, I've always thought as well is in terms of racing games, like every racing game, Gran, Gran Turismo, you know, the Crew Drive Club, whatever. Forza is is the like the peak. It's the perfect blend between like simulator and fun, in my opinion. Yeah, like it's just um, they've just got that really good balance. Yeah, I agree. Um, the so we're on to we're on to uh, an interesting point of the the conference that was the, the the trailer was interesting because you saw all these people on screen and you thought hmm they're all playing this game could they all be playing like is this going to show off Halo's multiplayer stuff or is it it's going to be like some brand new game and you think oh you got all these people playing and then it turns out it's just Tetris. <laughs> It's all it is is just Tetris effect, but multiplayer. So they've done what they already done on the Switch, but for Xbox. Yeah, this was uh, this was the point in the in the the show where I just I almost not gave up, but just was like, this this is what I can expect. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was already a bit disappointed by Halo, and at the moment nothing was proper. Uh, you know, I thought they were going to hit with uh, with some you know home run style games i thought it was going to be waved yeah. uh, i saw this trailer like you said and the people popping up and i thought what is this this what could this be is they initially i thought because there's been rumors that they're going to completely get rid of xbox live gold so you know yeah. and i thought maybe there's all these people playing maybe that's what it is and they started forming tetris box and i was like maybe that's just a callback to you know a uh, popular video game because everyone knows yeah. Tetris. and no. well i uh, you know, I sat next to my girlfriend at the time, and I said to her, "I was like, if this is a trailer for Tetris, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind because that is that's a joke." And I was like, "It can't be. It won't be Tetris. They wouldn't announce Tetris at their <laughs> uh, their the, the next gen uh, Xbox Series X conference." And then, sure enough, I it, I was you know suspending the disbelief in my mind that it won't be Tetris. It won't be Tetris. Even when the blocks were forming, it was going up. I was like, it's just a build-up for another trailer. It's not Tetris. I was thinking, this can't be Tetris. And then, sure enough, it was. And I thought, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I know, I know everyone loves Tetris. Don't get me wrong, I love Tetris, but it's just, there's a time and a place. Yeah. Tetris does not belong alongside your your big budget AAA exclusives. It's just... Yeah. I completely agree. There's there was no no reason to put it there whatsoever. It um it kind of reminds me actually of the uh do you know the bug snacks at the PlayStation conference that yeah. indie it was made by the people who made up the day. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I that bug snacks game will probably be like a good laugh if when you've paid like six pounds for it or whatever. But it's just it it doesn't belong at this no. conference. I'm, I don't want to crap on these games, but. You know, people want to be wowed and be like blown away and go, "This, this is why I'm going to buy the the new yeah. Xbox." Not they dangerous. don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, I mean, I, it's one of those games that they sort of threw in there for just to make up time, I think. Yeah, like padding sort of thing. Yeah, 
because yeah. they wanted it to be an hour. They needed a two-minute trailer for Tetris, so they threw it in. Yeah. So there's there's a few. So Destiny Two, I kind of just want to brush over. It's just DLC. I think I think it's just an expansion. That's yeah. Cool. Again, I, I, it, it, again, yeah. That's the general consensus, really. And it's like, eh, sure, but it's, it's not. Game, um, like, I'm happy that they're bringing it to the new Xbox as well. But I'll never play it. But I know a lot of people play Destiny, so good for them. They got some more expansion. They got more content. Go carry on playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's my thing on Destiny. The, the so you get the, so we're working off the same list here. Um, but there's a few games on this list that I really just I don't understand. So this Balan Wonderworld game. See, I don't remember this game. This I'm I I watched the whole conference, but I do not remember this game, so and I don't know why. This was a, a weird. Uh, it's a it looks like a, a well, it's a Japanese action game, uh, action adventure game, um, and platformer, but it just looks like it would work and fit very well on the Switch. Yeah, that, that type of game that would work perfectly on the on the Switch. Or even on PC, unlike Steam, but it it for me it it didn't it didn't do anything for me. Like I I don't know, I am very like I'm happy to try like uh, Nino Kuni two. I play through a lot, and it's a JRPG. They make really good games. Like there's some JRPGs that are better than any Western games. This one just wasn't it, and I think obviously it's targeted at more towards kids. This one, yeah. But it was from the Sonic team, like the former head of the Sonic team. So it it might be good, but I think yeah. that's the problem with these games uh, or these types of games is with platformers. For me, anyway, I always struggle to get. You can't get the sense of fun from just watching a platforming game. You've got to actually. Do you know if you play if you watch someone play Mario, it doesn't look that deep. But when you're no. playing Mario yourself and you realise, oh, this is really fun, and I think yeah. that's the sort of problem. Like this game is probably going to be really good and really fun, but, but you just can't show it. Yeah, I, I don't. Also, it's like I don't even really know what I'm like. I'm watching the trailer now, and I'm not even really sure what's happening. Like, I don't understand the the how it works. It just looks like a sort of three D, like you said, platformer. Yeah, but it's and, yeah, and the way you described it, it's perfect. Like, you can't show a Sonic game and be like, "Oh, that's that looks really fun to play." You're just like, "Oh, he's running across the screen." But when you play yeah. it, like, you get a sense of that speed, and you make like certain jumps. And you you complete the platformer like really quickly. You get that sense of accomplishment you just don't get from watching a trailer. Yeah. And yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's kind of I I'll try it though. Again, every one of these games I'll try because it'll be on Game Pass, so I'll try it. But I'm not sort of holding my breath or anything. The the Everwild game. Yes. Everwild Eternals. So when the trailer started, I thought, ooh, this is actually quite like a Legend of Zelda style game. And yeah, it looks very Breath of the Wild-like, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, oh, this is this will be really cool. This will be really fun to play. And then the whole trailer kind of confused me towards the end of, like, so do you just go around west, uh, rescuing, like, animals and stuff from the forest, or... Like, what, yeah. what is the point of the game? Yeah, well, that, that... Again, when I was watching this, I remember... Um, seeing that it was made by Rare, yeah, and I that got me excited. That got me excited, but at the same time, I almost wanted to like sigh because, as much as I like Rare and they do make pretty good games, I'm just, I don't know. It's just I thought they were gonna. They've always done these really like 
I don't want to say cutesy, but like stylized games, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. And I just thought maybe like they'd try something different. Like um, again, and this ge- and the problem is this game doesn't look like it looks good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I'm worried it's just going to fall in the category of like there's a million games like it, and they all do it better anyway, sort of thing. Yeah. So and that's the problem. I never got the sense of what makes this game unique, really. Like I, again, like you said, I don't really understand what's it, what it's about, what's going on, what is the gameplay like. Um, yeah. I need a gameplay trailer. Yeah. This. I need to I... see what the the actual type like the gameplay is. Otherwise, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play it. I think that was the problem as well with the the conference as a whole. Is past the uh, the Halo gameplay trailer for a lot of their big exclusive games like the Everwild or even Avowed, it wasn't really gameplay. Like they didn't. I'm sure this is all in engine stuff and that's cool, but it's not it's not gameplay. And no. I don't understand why when you're supposed to be showing what your new console can do, why you wouldn't show gameplay at a games conference like it's really bizarre to me yeah because um it, that, that's what i thought was sort of was thinking about when before the thing started is uh i was going to see like what these 12 teraflops they don't shut up about mean yeah. like i was thought they are going to show me what this console can do and they never did like these games all look fine and they all look fun but um if you sort of uh, do you remember the ratchet and clank demo at the playstation one the rift apart yes where their whole point is they're using the SSD on the PlayStation 5 and they're transporting your character through, like, worlds instantly. Like, it's so quick. And I remember thinking, you know, the game's probably... I like Ratchet and Clank, but it's not, you know, it's not amazing or anything. It's pretty good. Yeah. But my, my takeaway from it was, if this game is able to do this and this is a launch title and we're able to blink to other planets in a second uh, or new environments in a second, you know, I can't wait for what's next with PlayStation. Yeah. Or is Xbox? They didn't really like. I didn't. I, I got no sense of this power that they keep talking about. No, there was, and the to be honest, the rest of the games on this list uh, don't do anything differently, really. Um, the the next game we have is the Edge Worlds. We spoke about that a little bit earlier. It's just a sequel. It's going to be fun. Oh, I thought it was an expansion. Uh, is it an expansion or a sequel? No, it's oh yeah, it is an expansion. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, I, I, I think that's the thing as well. It was a bit confusing because I remember when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, the Outer Worlds sequel is going to be exclusive to Xbox. That's a yeah. bit unfair. But um, again, uh, about the exclusive thing we talked about earlier, how a lot of times they weren't really clear. Um, is this going to be on like PlayStation? Because now obviously Microsoft own Obsidian, uh, but Outer Worlds is already on PlayStation, so. It might be, um, you know how Call of Duty has timed DLC? Yeah, used yeah. To? I don't know if it does anymore, um, but it had timed it, DLC. Yeah. This is what this will probably be. This will be like six months exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Something like that. Um, but that's the thing. I'm sure the answer's out there. Like if you went on Obsidian's Twitter or something, you'd probably find the answer. But my problem is this wasn't in the show and it was just so... Okay, it's great to show all these games and bring up the word world premiere every two seconds, but you need to actually like give me some information. Yeah. And um, even when they would talk about the game afterwards, which is exactly what they did at the, the Sony one, you know, after the game, you'd have a developer and they'd be like, hi, I work on the game. Um, I just felt in the PlayStation one, they gave us like more palpable information. Like, oh, this game's coming out this holiday. Whereas in the Xbox one, it was just like, we've been working on this game and we love it. And it's like, okay, yeah. but can, can I have some, you know... When's it coming out? Uh, is it on every system? I, like, I was just very, very confused. It was. There seemed to be very little information they gave. 
Yeah, and um, the, the other big one actually is I, I don't know if we've reached any games that had this, but a lot of games had this this uh, like title on them before uh, before the the trailer saying console launch exclusive, and I've spent like like four days trying to work out what that means because I have console launch exclusive. Does that mean it's console exclusive to the Xbox and it'll be also on PC, or does it mean it's exclusive to the Xbox? At launch, and later on, it'll be on PS4. Yeah, that PS5. Sorry, that's what it means. I thought that's what it meant as well, but it's just again, why have they got to use this like really confusing smoke and mirror style words or phrases? It just it's very. I was getting very irritated in the thing. Yeah, because they just. I was thinking, just say it's launch exclusive, like, or or just say it's a timed exclusive, things like that, like. But yeah. Yeah. This this next game tell me why I kind of want to skip it. Um, it's just it's made by the same people I believe who made uh the Life is Strange series. Yeah. Um, so it's just gonna be another choose your own adventure. They're always interesting, but there's nothing amazing about them for next gen. Yeah, I will say before we, like uh, the game, the story, nothing about it interests me because I think we've got like so many games like this now. Yeah. Um. But the graphics were horrific. Like, if and I don't want to like bash the game. I don't know if it's because you know Life is Strange was kind of stylized. Yeah, I think it is stylized. I, I'm watching the trailer now, and it is. It's trying to go for that same theme. It's not going for realism. It's going for stylized. All uh, right, because that's all. Like, I was confused on, and I saw a lot of people making fun of it. It's because the characters' faces sometimes look really uh, overly smooth, and I don't know. I'm guessing that's just the. You know they don't want to go ultra realistic, but it yeah. just uh, it just looks a bit odd, is all. Yeah, uh, and I th- I think it'll be a good game, uh, and it'll get a lot of people playing it because they've made great games in the past. Yeah, I just don't think it's the best game to show off your console, and the same with Psychonauts too. Um, I'm excited for this. When I saw the Double Fine logo, I was really hyped because I knew what <laughs> game it was. What annoys me about this is that I remember they did like a funding round for Psychonauts 2 uh, oh, yeah. a few years ago. And now I'm kind of just interested to see. Like, it's going to be a bigger game, there's going to be more to it. But I want to know what the appeal is for this one that makes it different from Psychonauts 2. The last. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- again, I-, I thought the same thing, honestly. Like, I haven't really played much of Psychonauts 1, but it is a good game. It's one of those. You know, those early 2000s platformers that um, was like, you know, they all had this like, re- you know, like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank or yeah. Psychonauts. They all had this, there was this phase of like really cartoony stylized platformers that were all like really good. Yeah. Um, and so seeing a sequel years later, I'm wondering like another thing is, does that hold up? Because, you know, like Ukulele, it was basically like the most recent um, yeah. cartoony platformer. And I don't know if it was any good or not, but. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. I got it. Uh, I haven't completed it but it's it's a fun game if you want to just put like netflix or something on the side watch something else and just play a game and relax yeah it's perfect for that honestly it is it's a it's a pick up and play and then you can just sort of stop after an hour or so well hopefully well yes hopefully psychonauts 2 will be the same then like i I want it to i want that genre to make a comeback i know we have stuff like mario odyssey and things like that on the switch which Which is is great yeah but, then but not, um, you, you need a switch to play them. Yeah, exactly. The other thing about this game, though, that I thought was really bizarre is the the trailer itself. Like you said, they didn't really show anything 
okay, it's more Psychonauts, but like there wasn't anything to differentiate it. And I think the problem is as well, it's like the entire trailer was just like it was like a drug trip, if you know what I mean. And I know, that is I know what Psychonauts is. Though, to be I fair. Get, uh, yeah, I, I was just gonna say I get the point of that, but um, I think that, you know you just have Jack Black singing, and then again, it wasn't really any gameplay like okay there's little snippets in there but it wasn't like a you know maybe there's a new like new abilities or new items or new new ways to get around the environment but they just it didn't yeah. show why a sequel was needed it just went here's psychonauts 2 yeah 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 and it's like okay cool but yeah what is new about it what i wanted from all of these games was like playing through one level just show me the gameplay mechanics and everything that you can do in the game, even just the first level. A bit, a bit like the the Halo one. Yeah, like just uh, that's why the Halo one is stands out to me the most is because it showed the game. Yeah, exactly. Which no one else did, and that's that's that is annoying that they didn't show it. Um, other than like the snippets. Yeah. These these next two games I don't remember seeing the Crossfire X. I don't remember. A lot of people are talking about that one, and I, 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 I don't, I don't know. It's just why. another FPS, is it? I, I, I yeah. I'm a bit confused on whether it's because it's made by Remedy, who uh, they made Alan Wake, they made Control, they made Quantum Break, okay. uh, which are all really good, and they made the uh, the first two Max Paynes as well. But they're all really good games, and they're a good developer. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they've ever made an FPS, and I don't understand if it's multiple. I saw saw someone say it's. Uh, Xbox's Counter-Strike, and um, I don't know if it's multiplayer FPS or if it's single-player FPS. If it's multiplayer FPS, then I'm that's complete pass for me, because things like Rainbow Six Siege, Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, that, that genre is just a bit cluttered for me at the moment, and I'm like, I, I just, they all look the same. I don't, I don't want any more. I'd rather, you know, and it's weird that Remedy are doing an FPS that looks kind of generic, because they've been known for making these really weird games that mess with like the, the, the sort of they, they, they push the boundaries of like game mechanics you know like freezing time or like you know bullet time from Max Payne they, they invented that so it's yeah. weird that they're just doing a generic looking FPS now I think they that maybe their the efforts would be better on in you know like another game like Control or Quantum Break or uh, Alan Wake or something like that rather Possibly, than yeah I'm, I'm excited to see them try something new though like because they all, I think they just want to try a different genre yeah, they, possibly. They haven't yeah. touched it, maybe. That's that's potential. Dragon Quest, I have never played, and I never will play. I don't think. But again, it's a another. I think it's a sequel, or no, it's an expansion, expanded version of the one that was released on the Switch. So it's just a remake. Um, but for those who want to play it on PC and console, that's you know that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I, with these sort of games, I always feel like, you know, when it's like a definitive edition or like, oh, this game that was previously just on this console is coming to our console. Yeah. Um, I always feel those games are better suited to like a lo- lower profile um, showcase. Do you remember yeah. the one a couple of months, um, I think a month or two ago, where they showed off the Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay? Yeah. And um, Xbox marketed it as the first look at next gen. And it was basically terrible. I think these sort of, some of these games would have, fitted in the air better as a way to like hype up or basically get all this this fluff crap i don't want to say crap because that makes me sound like these games are bad but um you know like it's these games like the tetris one and and sort of like the destiny 2 and things like that that i just feel like don't belong in your uh in your big big you know showcase it should just yeah. be triple a triple a triple a sure you could 
I know you can like diversify and have a whole variety of games, but I just think when you're trying to reach the general like population, you don't want to put in a bunch of niche titles because a lot of people will probably look at it and just go, "What is this nonsense?" Like, yeah, um, it's a bit like the I was called Vol- Volcano High, the one at the PlayStation conference. It yeah. was like a the dinosaur. Everyone's calls it a theory game, but it's like that's what I mean. It's like I think that game looks pretty fun. But the general like population just looks at it and goes, eh. do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's the problem. It's like you just you want you want to just appeal to the broadest amount of people, and then you can put your other games in little shows, not probably not in your big one, yeah, your big main one. There's there's a few like that, like Stalker Two. I didn't play the first one. Um, they just showed a, a cinematic trailer. Probably not gonna play this one either. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of in the same boat. But um, the reaction to it has been quite big. Like people are really excited for it. Um, I imagine. Like, I I'd imagine the first one was. I never played the first one either, but I can imagine it was uh, good enough to warrant a sequel. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm happy for those people who want it. Um. It, I am a little bummed it's not going to be on PlayStation because I think the first one was on PS3. I want to say. Okay. Um. I think the first one was at least on PC, and I think this one's on PC as well, isn't it? Yeah. So um. They'll all be on yeah. PC, all these games. Uh, the Gunt was one that I was quite interested in, actually. It It's giving me real Astronia vibes. Um, See, I don't, I don't remember this game it, at all. It was, it was very quick in the conference. They didn't show much of it. They showed this trailer, like the one and a half minute trailer, and then that was pretty much it. But it looks... It, it looks interesting. It is definitely catered more for kids. This game, um, the, with just the way the the gameplay looks, and it's very linear, very simple. Yeah, but I good. do. I, I will say I do enjoy games. I know I, I went on a rant of a minute ago about the, uh, you know, your niche games, but things like this, like Everwild and and, and Gunk, and a few of the others. I think as long as it's presented well, uh, they, you know, you you still do need, um. You know those secondary titles. You know after the like a big announcement like Stalker Two to have like this game. Yeah, I think it is. You know, and I, I think again, what's good is like in the past few years, especially with last generation and even like uh, three sixteen PS three is, it's just been dominated by realistic looking games. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always like white protagonist with brown hair and like stubble. Uh, like every game that comes out seems to be like a realistic military. Sure. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just very sick of it, and I'm so I'm glad to see some of these games, um, these games Coming come back. Yeah. yeah. The, <coughs> the the one that this one confused me. It was Fantasy Star Online Two, the new Genesis. Um, I was watching the trailer and I thought, oh, this is a this is like a modern sci-fi monster hunter game. I thought they were bringing out a new one, and then I saw there was Fantasy Star Online Two. I was like, oh. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm sort of the same again. Um, I think it is I Monster th- Hunter, though. I'm pretty sure it is like a Monster Hunter S game, but more uh, like sci-fi. Yeah, it, the uh, the thing I think with this is this is them trying to branch in branch into that Japanese uh, st- like market, like because the biggest criticism is like they get Xbox get uh, no like JRPGs or any Japanese games. Yeah, because. Uh, PlayStation being Japanese, obviously, just gets so many like Persona and and things like that. 
Yeah. And I think this is Xbox just trying to go, look, no, no, we do. Um, other games. Yeah. Which, uh, like, it blows my mind. And this is one of the things I think I can never sort of forgive Xbox for. It's like when they cancelled Scalebound, it's like that oh, was their perfect, that was their perfect uh, sort of foot in the door for that Japanese. You know, they could have introduced a bunch of Xbox gamers to, to this, to Japanese games. Yeah. And then they just they just cancelled it, and I just I can't believe you cancel a game that looks so promising, and now it feels that they have to make up for that, yeah. you know, by bringing all these Japanese games. The scale band looked amazing too. Yeah, that, that that's the thing as well. Like I saw a rumor beforehand that this showcase was going to show that they've uncancelled it or put it back into production. Yeah, and that would mean. Can you imagine if that that happened? Like, um, I would have lost my. I would have been like, okay, I I need to play this. Like. Yeah, well, they do have another event, another event coming soon, um, for in August, we, isn't it? Yeah, for one bid reason, uh, which we'll we will talk about in a second once we've covered these two games. Um, I want to quickly touch on Sable before we talk about the medium, because Sable looks very interesting. I, I I'm I'm a fan of the art style for this game. Uh, same, yeah, that looks very nice. It looks. It- Really cool, really like a, just an interesting platformer that you'll get about ten hours of enjoyment out of. Yeah, and I, I tell like you one one thing I do really enjoy about it, and this is kind of bizarre, but it's the almost like the FPS on your character itself is low. Yeah, it looks like it's animated on twos, like it's it's animated every other frame. Yeah, I really like two that. frames. Yeah, and I I do think that looks very good. It, it it's. An interesting choice, but I, I I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm so am I. Yeah. This all I think is one of these games that will be a a cult hit. Oh, a bit like Journey or or something yeah, like that. I, it was yeah. made. No, was it? Was it? There was a game that's coming out that was made by the people who made Journey, but I don't think this was it. Yeah, the only thing it looks very similar to Journey, so that would be it'd be yeah. kind of weird. But I'm fine with that. Uh, this looks cool. It looks the the world is pretty huge to explore. So I'm excited for that to just like a brand new world to sort of just mess around in will be interesting. Yeah. Um the perfect showcase for Xbox's new console would have been showing the medium's gameplay and not just a cinematic trailer. Yeah. Because they were going on about how we can render two worlds simultaneously and then they didn't show a single bit of gameplay just the cutscenes for that gameplay other than walking through and they didn't even explain how it's gonna work how do you why how do the two worlds work yeah that that is i saw i saw this i don't know if it was a leak or just they released a little uh, trailer before the thing but i I saw this game before the showcase and i was interested in it and i saw it in the showcase and i'm still completely confused yeah, I'm really interested in this whole dual world thing. It's like a, it's sort of a psycho, it's just a like psychological horror, which is interesting. But uh, how, how, how does this work? Do you, like, because in the trailer they showed her walking across a ledge in one world, and she's also walking across a ledge in the other world. Yeah. So it's like, well, if she's doing the same thing in both worlds, then what's the point? Do you know what like, I mean? Like, does it show? I'm uh, the way I think it's going to work is that you can switch between the worlds simultaneously. So if you come up to a wall. In one world, you can switch to the other one, and there may be like, a, like she cuts through some skin or something, 
Yeah. So you have to. It's a puzzle solving thing where you have to switch the into the different worlds to solve the puzzles. I think. Did you Did you ever play uh, in Titan? Did you ever play Titanfall Two? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I played a bit of the multiplayer, but not the story. Well, in the story, uh, about I think it's about halfway through. Uh, you basically get the ability to travel in time for this one level, and you're in okay. this like you're in this like a uh, sort of big factory facility building, and you're able to travel to present and past. So if you're in the past, there might be like you said, there's going to be a war. You travel to the future, that wall's crumbled. Right. Okay. And that's what I'm thinking. And it, they did that in Titanfall too. They did it in a really weird technological way. Instead of like loading a new level, what they did is they just put the level on top of each other. So you're not actually traveling in time. You're just teleporting. But um, but with this, what is impressive is that I'm assuming it'll be instant, and it'll be like you said, you can just travel, they can render a whole new world very yeah. quickly. It needs uh, to be instant, otherwise the game is not going to work. But again, like uh, they just put the words "dual reality gameplay." Yeah, and it's like, what well, what does that mean? Like, I I don't how does that see work? both both of those on my screen at the same time. I think that'll be very irritating if you yeah. can't. Because both the environments, like I'm looking at it now, and both of them look absolutely stunning graphically, and they look really nice. Yeah. And it's almost like, what's the point if you're having your screen obstructed with the other hut? Like, you, it feels like you, if it is like that the whole game, you don't get to experience the the each level perfectly. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, if it's going to be cut in half, it's just going to be a bit like, uh, what's the point? Yeah, like I want to look around this world, then I want to have a look at this other world, and. Yeah. Or maybe you can like collapse one section, if maybe. that makes sense. Yeah. So well, that'd be quite interesting. I'm excited to see they'll release gameplay. I'm sure in the next event they they do. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, anyway, yeah. But there was one. Um, I was when I was watching it, they ended the conference, and there was no there was no fable gameplay or no fable announcement or anything. I thought I I really hope they they come back. And say we've got one more thing to show you, and then they did, and then they dropped this trailer, and it was animated, and it looked weird because I was like, I don't remember theories and stuff being in this game, and then all of a sudden the Fable logo comes up, and I, I literally like I was sat on the sofa uh, with Beth, and I, I screamed. I was like, I, I'm so, <laughs> I am so happy that they are making another Fable game. See, I think this is the one where uh, our opinions. Are different, okay. Because I um I'm not against a new fable, but I don't understand the uh, people's because this was trending on Twitter afterwards, almost more like had more tweets than Halo. Yeah. Um, and I actually I you know I played all three Halos, uh, Halos, all three fables. Sorry. Um, I didn't play the Connect one, or I think they made a side arcade Xbox Live arcade yeah. one. I didn't play those two, but I played one to three, and I love I completed them. I love all of them. Uh, my problem is, is Fable is like inherently a really flawed uh, franchise in the sense that um, it is good. Don't get me wrong, but it has a list of issues that um, that have always, in my opinion, like prevented it. So one of the things is in Fable you can't die. Um, I always really dislike that um, because it almost feels like this. I know there is a consequence, but it almost feels like there isn't. And I also, and I hope to God they don't bring this back, one of the worst things Fable does is the gold trail of leading you where you're supposed to go. So you can disable that. That is something you can turn off. In the, old in the older Fable. Yeah. I think the problem is, though, I'm is... I'm pretty sure you can, anyway. 
I think you can. I think you can change the strength of it. Yeah. I don't know if you can completely turn it off, but my problem is, is the whole world felt catered to that bloody golden trail, and it's really frustrating because yeah. the world of Fable is so unbelievably unique in in terms of fantasy. Uh, it because... can be switched off altogether. I just just doodled it. Now. Oh, it can be. Um, the, the problem is though, I always found like it's just when you haven't. I know this sounds kind of stupid, but when you've got that golden trail on. There's nothing to do other than the quest, and then I found if you ever like disabled that trail, then it almost feels like there is nothing to do because, um, I don't know. If, I think the best fable, in my opinion, is Fable Two. Um, but I I disagree with that. I think Fable Three was the best fable purely really? because, purely because of the co-op campaign. Oh, instead of being a bloody orb. I'd rather the co-op campaign any day. I think Fable 2 had co-op campaign though, didn't it? I don't remember. Because I remember in the co-op campaign in Fable 3, you both had your own like actual characters, characters mattered. Oh, yeah. I think Whereas... in Fable 2, you just select like, a, a preset-looking yeah. character. I don't know. I think Fable is, it is good, and it has the potential to be really good, but it's... There's just certain things about it that hold it back. Like it's not. I think people a lot. A lot of people look at it with like rose tinted glasses, and I I love it. Don't get me wrong, but there's some like the stories have never been that good. They're always very, um, I don't want to say generic because they're not, but they're always very predictable. You know, because the first one was about oh you're a hero, be a hero, do the right thing, be a hero, and then you, you played the second one, you're like what's this one about? And it's like oh be a hero, you're a hero, and you're like okay. And then you pick up the third one and you're like, what's this one about? I'm king. And then you just start, oh, I'll be a hero, you're a hero. And it's like, oh my god. And um, I just think that they need to bring back the... One thing I always loved about Fable is that morality system of it almost has no consequence, but it does. Like, you know, in some games, like um, <clears throat> I don't know, Mass Effect or something, you choose like all the bad options and it'll have, you know, a, a sort of outcome to the yeah. story, whereas Fable never really had that. I mean, it might have an effect on the story, but the reason you do bad things is because you can be bad, but like, you know, the horns grow, your character visually changes. It almost doesn't really affect the way the game plays, but it yeah. does affect sort of little things like that, which I always enjoyed. Or like in Fable 3, uh, if you were evil, your character would grow like demon wings. Yeah. And it's, it's things like that that I absolutely love. Like, And I, and I hope they... I think they will expand on it. I think Fable, now that it has... Because there hasn't been one for... When did Fable 3 come out? I want to say like 2010. Yeah, yeah 2010. So it, there hasn't been a Fable for 10 years now. I think this yeah. one is going to be massive. I, I hope it will. I hope I, I hope they'll take... Because like I said, there is issues about Fable. There's, there's quite a lot and I don't really want to go on a massive rant because it is still a good game but it is got like a bunch of flaws uh, mainly because you know peter molyneux yeah the guy he just would lie all the time yeah and it almost felt like he was making these games not out of passion but just because he wanted to make money um but if they expand all the good stuff about it like being able to get married buying properties i think they need to fix the property buying because uh like in fable 2 i know <clears throat> i could buy a bunch of properties in my game and then you'll just get basically infinite money and you just keep getting so much you can't be stopped and then i could just give you loads of your like loads of my money and you could do the same and it basically like caused an infection to spread throughout a fable it's not multiplayer but do you remember the orb system yeah 
uh, basically yeah it caused like an infection of wealth to spread because there was nothing to regulate it or nothing to like make you lose money and yeah. people could just give you unlimited amount of money um so i hope they fix things like that but like keep it you know like keep the property management just don't let it be so uh unchecked and you know keep the um maybe keep the fact that you can have a kid but maybe your kid can actually like grow up because i know they can get to toddler but that's about it in previous yeah. games um i will say though back to what you said about the world is with the fairy and like the toadstool mushroom-esque little area she goes to in the trailer yeah that really doesn't look fable to like i don't remember fable ever i get the comedy is there uh, but I don't remember there ever being like fairies and stuff in Fable. It was never that sort of fantasy. It was always, you know, um, it was almost like gross fantasy, like you know, disgusting creatures or, or werewolves or or things like that. Never cutesy stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that, and that is kind of like my big fear is Fable always had like a really unique style to it because it's fantasy, but it's fantasy almost as if it was set in like 1700s England. Um, and that's what I like about it, because all other fantasy games are set in like, the medieval age. Um, and I'm worried that because it's a new developer, it's Playground Games to make Forza Horizon. Are they just going to you know, lose that? A bit like how 343 did with Bungie. You know, they lost the style of Halo. Yeah. And that is my biggest fear, is because I really enjoy Fable. Um, there's I... so many things that can go wrong. A lot can go right, yeah. but um, I'm just worried about I think... them messing up. Playrun Games did a great job of taking a beloved Forza series and taking it into an arcade racer, and they did an amazing job of that. So I have no doubts that they're capable of taking Fable from 2010 and the previous games, which were brilliant, to 2020. If it comes out, is it coming out this year? Again, I d- it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because they don't, they didn't really give any information. I don't think it's going to come out this year. Um, I I wouldn't think so either because it feels weird that they wouldn't show gameplay if it was coming out this year. Um, there is something that is really confusing me though, and it's just the fact that it's just called Fable. Does that mean it's called so, complete sorry. reboot? I'm I'm reading something now. Apparently, it's going to be an MMO set in Lionhead's fantasy universe rather than a direct sequel. That that is, I was just going to say again. That's the rumor I've heard that it's going to be an MMO. Which uh, I'd be happy for that, to be perfectly honest. I, in my like, in in my for my preference, I would rather just a fable. I would rather Fable Four. You could set it in the past, do a prequel, whatever, um, or just do a continuation after fable, the events of Fable Three, or completely like reboot the series. I just think it would work better as a. I just don't see it working as an MMO. When this again, this MMO fantasy genre is so crowded with games like World of Warcraft, Elder Scrolls Online, um, Black Desert Online, I'm just I don't know if there's room for another one. Yeah, unless they the only way I can think they do it is just not take the typical MMO approach of like hotkeys and um, you know abilities and all that. If they just literally take Fable. Take the way you can buy property, the way you can marry, have children, uh, you have magic, you have your swords, you can get jobs. Do that and just with loads of players. I don't want that because you know Elder Scrolls Online, when they make yeah. it's not really Elder Scrolls Online, it's World of Warcraft with an Elder Scrolls skin. Yeah. Um, I don't want because as much as I like the idea of MMOs, I find a lot of them just 
go, look what World of Warcraft did, let's just do that. And it ends up being like a really boring grind fest for like gear and things like that. Uh, personally, I know some people like those games. I'm, I can't stand them. Um, and I think if they do f- take Fable make it MMO, they have to keep the part that makes it Fable. Don't just do a typical MMO with a Fable paint of coat. Do Fable with just friends. Player, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, is, that is my biggest fear, is the MMO thing I read. Um, only because I feel like they will just will the Warcraftify it. I don't know what you want to call it, but you know. Do yeah. that to it. I think they'll keep the same style. Uh, of gameplay and just have people in it, I think. That's yeah. Because it's apparently, because it's an MMO, it's probably going to be instant-based, uh, instance-based, which means that there's going to be different areas to explore. So it means that you can just keep the same game and just throw a bunch of people in and it'll be perfectly fine. A bit like Destiny sort of thing. Yep. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, there is a game on this list though that we I don't know if you plan on covering but I, I didn't see it on here but it's one that's got me really like I'm so interested in um, that? and it is Grounded it's the game that's also made by Obsidian it's the one that's basically yeah. Ark but Honey I Strunk the Kids yeah um, I am so excited for that it does look um, good only because um, I'm not really a big fan of things like Rust or Ark I find them very once you've done the first, like, ten minutes, you've played it all sort of thing, and the only thing you've got to do now is build up your stuff. Um, but I will say, the setting, the idea, I've always wanted a game where you're, like, tiny. Um, and I think this looks like... It'll be something I can play with, like, my girlfriend, or, like, you know, just a casual game that you can relax with your friends on and just yeah. chill out sort of thing. Um, and I am quite excited for that. Yeah, I think it'll be a really good game. It. Again, it's like like you said, something you can just sort of play in and just enjoy playing, and there's no stress of completing it. You just you just pick it up and have a have a fun time. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things. It's quite a common theme with the Xbox games at the moment. Is they they're all <laughs> pick up and plays. They're not like we don't know about Fable yet or um uh, the other one. The, uh, the other Obsidian game because they haven't shown anything gameplay wise yeah. um, but as soon as they do I, I think <coughs> those two games will be ones that you sort of invest a lot of time in hopefully yeah, yeah. Um, so I did want to ask you your, so firstly what's your favourite game that you saw from the conference um, I'm definitely leaning towards Avowed after we've gone through everything I definitely think if I was to play any game, sort of myself, um, and the one I'll, I would get addicted to and spend the most time with, it'd be that, just based on like um, what I know of Obsidian. And I think, obviously, The Outer Worlds was good. I didn't think it was perfect, but it was very good. And I, I sort of think that's them finding their footing into going back into RPGs like this. Yeah. So I hope with Avad, they've taken everything they've learned from um Outer Worlds, in terms of RPG like gameplay, and they'll just make it better and bigger. And then it's also, uh, it's also again, it's something that because I have so many like fears about the new Elder Scrolls. As much as I want it, I know they'll Bethesda will find a way to screw it up. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that if it is a massive screw up, I have this to fall back, fall back on. on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, there's two games that I wish we saw from the Xbox showcase. The first one being a brand new Jet Set Radio game. Oh yeah, definitely. I wish that that was something they say they were working on. I don't think it'll ever be developed, but I wish it was. It's it's a game that people are crying out for still. And it, that, that, nothing on it. That that's my issue is. Um, I've read a thing. Basically, the reason Sega have completely abandoned that IP is because they don't think there's a market there, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. Because, <coughs> pardon me, but um, it, it's obviously got a cult following, right? And all you need to do is satisfy that cult following, and then it'll spread through popularity. It's not going to maybe it's not going to make Call of Duty or FIFA number of sales, but there's still a market there, and it's such a niche game that it that works like you know graffiti. Um, rollerblading and my favorite thing about it is one why i think it will work so well today is it has it captured that 2000 early 2000s style of clothing music city urban life do you know what i mean yeah and it's like imagine bringing that back now now you've got all those 2000 kids who've grown up and they can sort of not relive their childhood because i'm sure they weren't going around rollerblading and graffitiing but um you know it'd be nice to have a game that's got the theme of the 2000s and Jet Set Radio definitely did. Uh, and it, it, again, it's weird that Sega can't see a market for it because uh, even when they think, like, it's been proven that when companies like this think there's, uh, you know, it's niche and it won't sell, they get proven wrong. I think a good example of that is Skate 4. It's people saying, make Skate 4, make Skate 4. And EA were really stubborn on it and like, no, it's not happening. And then they came out a couple of months ago going, yeah, we're making Skate 4. It's like, because obviously all these games came out, like Skater XL or Session, that were basically like, right, EA's not making skate, we're going to do it. Yeah. And it's very much the same thing with Jet Set Radio. Is even a remake of Future, do you know what I mean? Or like bundle the first two games and just yeah. port them. Like you don't even have to remake them because I don't think you really could because they're cell shaded. Like I don't understand. You can't really um, graphically update cell shading, really, I suppose. You could just update um, the models so they're not as plenty. Yeah. Other than that, but that, that's what I mean. It's like it wouldn't take much and like. You've got Jet Set Radio, uh, the first one on PC, which is great. But I just want the future one was open game. world. Yeah, exactly. It so yeah, much, it was so much more fun to explore that world. Yeah, it's it's that is now that you've mentioned it, that is one game I'd love to see, and it'd be perfect for Xbox as well because Future was exclusive uh, to the original Xbox, so it's almost like yeah. not an Xbox franchise, but it has that attachment. Yeah, there's also so there's only one other game that I would would have been happy to see uh, because it's just been so long since it's been developed is Blint's Time Sweeper. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those games that was, I don't know how well received it was. It's hard to say, actually. But it was but, um, a good game. Yeah. Um... It, it, it incorporated quite a lot of, of mechanics that didn't exist, like rewinding time, pausing time. Um, there was a, like you could change your like time hoover thingy that you had. There was a lot that they introduced like mechanic wise into that game that was new. Yeah, it's um it's interesting actually though because you know, the both games you said are both like Xbox original games. Yeah, which is weird because well it's not weird but that's I think when Microsoft was at I don't want to say top of their game but that's when they were like they were pushing they were like nothing can known you know we we want the crown. 
we're going to put in the work. And that's what they did. They constantly had exclusive games that were unique for the Xbox. You know, you had like Stubbs the Zombie, Stubbs the Zombie uh, on Xbox, which was exclusive. Yeah. You had Halo 1 and 2. They were just, you know, putting out great game after great game, exclusive after exclusive. And they were all different and they were all pretty much all good. Um, and then 360, they sort of started going, well, we're on top now. We don't need to put in effort. And then Xbox One, they just dropped the ball. And I think with with Series X, hopefully that's because they've been crushed so hard. I'm hoping that they'll swing back. Yeah. But um, uh, the showcase, I will say, didn't give me a lot yeah, of confidence didn't, in that. Didn't, didn't give me too much hope either. Um, but we, uh, I'd be excited to see um, what they announce in the next conference, which will be next month. Yeah. August. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see whether they live up to their promise of Halo being this amazing massive game they want, or whether it'll just disappoint, like yeah. they did in the conference. Yeah. I, I hope it is the former because I want that to be a good game. I also want Fable to be amazing, but whether they'll actually show anything other than well, another trailer. That, that's the thing with this August conference um, that they said about. I I don't know if I have a lot of hope because um, after this this showcase that came out and I saw loads of people arguing, a big defense from a lot of people who buy Xbox, which I don't think it's, you know, it's fine to defend your console, that's fine, but because um, they obviously like it. But a big defense they were springing up was the August conference and someone made the point of if there was, it, it doesn't make any sense for them. There's not going to be like a big game at the August conference, I don't think. Um, just because if there was any time to show these big games, it was now. And yeah. why the hell would they like go? No, let's not. You know, our big reveal. No, let's make it. Let's make it purposely not good, so we can show better games. Like it just makes no sense for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I was. I wanted to know actually. Um, what was your uh, thought of the whole thing? I know, like obviously, I've got an idea throughout, but um, I think overall, I'm. I'm disappointed with the games i saw yeah there's a few that i'm excited for um us talking about avowed has made me excited for it now but i wasn't when i first saw it yeah um i'm excited for fable i will enjoy playing forza when it comes out but there aren't really others that have piqued my interest too much i'll play psychonauts 2 just as i love the first one yeah but overall it was pretty like lackluster. I got more entertainment watching Unreal reveal their Unreal Five engine. Oh yeah, that was incredible, that that was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And the fact that that was running on the PS4 Pro, I think it was. I thought it was PS5. I don't. I, it was a Sony console either yeah, way. Yeah, it, it was a Sony console. Um. Oh no, yeah, it was a PS5. So a PS5 dev kit. But that was. That was insane, and games should look like that. Yeah, I th- I think that that for me the Xbox, I got more disappointed not because I'm an Xbox gamer, but because I thought that I would you know um, I thought because they've been completely demolished like they're at the bottom you know the Switch has outsold them. I thought they are going to swing back so hard. This is going to be the, the Xbox comeback. This is going to be like remembered as one of the greatest showcases. That's what I built yeah. up in my mind. Because I thought, well, they they must have learned, and you know, trailer after trailer, I was just 
I wasn't only just losing in. You know, I was I was actually getting bored, and that's yeah. not really because again, like the Halo. I I was this was the one I was like this is if any one of them is going to show me this console it'll be Halo, and it just uh, you know like we spoke about it already but it just it just just didn't wow me and that's yeah. the general thing for this whole thing nothing wowed me nothing made me go I've got to get a Series X mm-hmm. or you know um, there was nothing that made me go this is next gen, um, whereas for the PS5 I don't I don't think Sony's conference was that much better it was was still a bit meh, the Sony one, but they at least showed yeah. that, like, the power of their console. And they showed gameplay, and they made me go, oh, this is next-gen. Yeah. Um, this is... I get why I should buy this. Yeah. I think that's a that's a very good way to put it. Um, I think we will definitely have to do another one of these after the next conference. Maybe we can do something like we watch it live. Oh, yeah, that could be quite good. We could watch it live together. And we can talk through it as we're watching it. That might be pretty cool. Um, and then we we can sort of give our thoughts on that. And hopefully our expectations are tuned for, for the better. Hopefully. But who knows? It may just, yeah. it may just be a case of these the Xbox is not where it is anymore. Yeah, that that is... That's a big fear of mine. Because I yeah. think Xbox just has so much potential. And it's really sad to see this company that... You know, I think, like, because obviously you had the original Xbox and everyone had a 360, and it's really sad to see this company um, just, like, fall so fast and hard. And um, I think that's, you know, like, uh, I know this doesn't sound a bit extreme, but ever since Xbox One to even now, whenever I see anything Xbox, it just makes me feel quite betrayed. Um, I know they're just a company, but, you know, after you've played them and, you know, when I was a kid, I was insanely loyal to Xbox. Yeah, and just see you either. You're if you had a PlayStation, you wouldn't play with your friends because all your mates were on Xbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you that's had the one thing. Or the other, didn't you? You never. Had yeah. Them. Yeah, exactly. It was like it was, it was proper tribal back then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and that's the thing. It's just the fact that even now, you know, I thought maybe they'll win me back, or maybe they'll win some people back, and I just thought like. It was just like a bit like, oh come on, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just hope to God, like you said, like this August conference. Hopefully, they've got a trick up their sleeve, or, or maybe this is just a, you know, this was just a, a to get people ready for the next. Yeah, one. yeah, or, uh, yeah, exactly. And hopefully, like all the problems, like with that Halo, it was just like a fluke, and it's just a early build, and it'll all be fine. Like that, yeah. that's <laughs> that's that's the hope. That yeah, that is the hope. The uh, I'm trying to find a date for when the next Xbox conference is. I can't see anything so far, but I'm sure we'll we'll get some news closer to when they're planning on doing it. It may be the Xbox Game Showcase was the 23rd, so apparently there's one on Saturday, the 1st of August. Maybe that'll be it. I guess official Xbox one though. Apparently, that's like a, uh, a, a a convention. Oh right, okay. Um, I'm guessing like, the, the yeah. I was gonna say I'm guessing the Xbox One is gonna be it's to make up for Gamescom, isn't it? So I'm guessing um it might be around the same date as Gamescom was. Possibly, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Um we're gonna leave it there. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. That's okay. Uh we will yeah, we'll definitely sort something out for the next conference. Uh I think watching it live will be a good that'll be much better because we can get each other's reactions at that time. 
Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, then be sure to leave it a follow on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, listening to it on. Uh, my main platform, I believe, is Spotify at the moment. So anyone who listens there, thank you. This is only episode two. There will be some more um, as I can get some more guests on and think of more stuff to talk about for an hour at a time. <laughs> so yeah, thank you all for listening and I will, well, I'll let you know when the next one is. Bye.